what I notice is that pe when people switch to remote, especially when it's forced like now, they tend to want to reproduce the normal workspace, the, the physical workspace. And when you do remote, people uh, like to, they don't like to be much, to have much interruptions. You're listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast, the show to hear tips and tricks about staying productive and having an awesome lifestyle as a remote worker. Proudly presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com. Now let's welcome your host, Alan Kaig. Alrighty, folks, welcome to another edition of the Remote Compass Show. Today, we are thrilled to be joined by Frank Rousseau, a SaaS founder who can share with us a thing or two, well, more than two, definitely, about remote work because, number one, they operate remotely, and number two, their product actually supports remote collaboration. Hi, Frank. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Hello, can, can you tell the audience a bit uh, about you and, and, and the business? Okay. So initially, I'm a software engineer. Almost 10 years ago, nine years ago, I co-founded a first company who was aimed at helping users to manage properly their data. And in this company, we operated remotely. So I had the opportunity to grow a tech team of 20 people fully remote during four or five years. And mm -hmm. after this experience, I started a, a new venture. And this time it was a, a product, it's a product about, this is what we do today. So it's a CG wire. It's a product that helps people who makes uh, animation productions to to collaborate better. Initially, they, they use mainly uh, spreadsheets or very complicated software to track uh, what is done and, and how things are going. And we decided to provide them with a software that is simple to use, that is uh, at, the st at the state of the art of the user experience of, of, the, of the, the time and of now. And, and with that, uh, they can collaborate more efficiently, especially uh, when they work on projects where they have distributed teams, where teams are not located in the same space. And now uh, we are in the, in the lockdown area. Uh, it helps them to keep on operations uh, while uh, working remotely. Wow. So you've been operating remotely for a while now uh, in terms of the earlier venture you were involved in. Was that your own business or someone else's? We were two on the, on the project. I was a CTO, so I was kind of the second guy, but mm -hmm. I had a, a significant amount of shares. And along the way, we raised funds, an overall of 5 million uh, euros. And it was, uh, so at the end, it was uh, splitted uh, among the shares were split pitted amongst uh, founders and, uh, and investors, but uh, it was kind of my, uh, I was a, a big part of the project. Uh, I was uh, important in the project. I see. So you've been involved in making critical decisions, whether to run remotely or, or not. And uh, we can say that you're a very early adopter as you've been doing this for CG Wire and in earlier ventures. And then now everything is becoming more and more relevant. It's showing how the world is kind of catching up. Sometimes, unfortunately for others, it's not a welcome change as maybe they are caught off guard. 
But we are here to share our experiences since uh, yourself and myself, we have experience in uh, working remotely. Offline earlier, we were talking about experiences regarding the implications of COVID-19 to business. Can you tell us more about your personal experiences and what you might be observing for for other businesses as a whole? Uh, our, our experience was that it didn't change much on the on the way we uh, the way we work it was main because before we we are already working remotely so for us it was kind of didn't change uh, a lot uh, the, the thing that really changed is uh, the relation with the customers uh, because prior to the covid crisis we were mainly meeting them in events at events especially in a festival uh, like uh, the the NC festival which is the, equ- the equivalent of Cannes festival but for animation and there is a huge market with people uh, from all over the world uh, who meet uh, there and and now uh, it's impossible to meet people at events prior to that we, we organized our own events uh, to, to to meet uh, even more people but today we have to change uh, the way we operate uh, with that it's the same for uh, people who are used producers who are used to to meet animation studios at these events and now they can't so for uh, yeah for the industries uh, we have to to find new ways to meet before collaborating and for that we what we notice is that now uh, webinars and online training or uh, online events are much more uh, common and, and it's it's in, it's interesting because uh, in some way it's uh, much easier to meet uh, online uh, it's less less fun maybe but it's much easier so yeah i think this is a big change and for us we had to to shift toward a, a more uh, traditional uh, marketing action we started to use tools to to send uh, cold emailing we are much more active on on linkedin we try to connect with much more people and the other thing is that we are more active on uh, social media and we we try to to make more content and our next objective is to organize a, a webinar about our product and about remote and our product we want to to invite people who use our software and and let them talk about how they manage to to switch to a remote organization by using kitsu kitsu is our main product as as oh, yeah. so. all right uh, can, can you tell us a, a bit about Kitsu? How is it different from CGWire? Uh, CGWire is a company. So the, you have the company name and then you have the product name. Uh, so for us, uh, CGWire is a company and Kitsu is our production tracking software. I see. Thanks for sharing that experience. It's very interesting to note how your product itself, it's remote friendly. It enables folks to collaborate digitally, whether they're in the same office or not, and even more so if they have to coordinate remotely from their own homes in lockdown. It's interesting how your product is remote friendly, your operations are remote, yet your marketing is a totally different thing. Your marketing is offline focused, right? I reckon that businesses can easily overlook the difference just because one is remote friendly, you're not facing disruption. There are multiple facets to this. Some are more lucky that their products are remote friendly or can be made remote friendly by making some adjustments. Like if we take a restaurant, for example, 
they can switch to food delivery if uh, they are able to adjust their infrastructure. Uh, whereas in your case, no need to adjust your infrastructure in terms of the product itself because it's already remote friendly, remote first, or it can be remote only. But the way you sell to your audience used to be used to have to do with meeting them up in person and basically everyone's affected right regardless of your product if you had to change your way of life or the way we connect with people for personal or for business purposes and i'm happy to hear that you're adjusting quite well yeah yeah definitely the the thing is that this industry is mainly made of uh, creative people their main focus is not uh, the, the technologies or the methodologies. They are more focused on the picture, of course. So at first for us, it was kind of surprising because we were so, you know, there is all this hype about online marketing and the, the way to sell the way to sell uh, online products. And for us at the beginning, it was surprising. But with now, from now, uh, we can say oh, it's, it's it's kind of uh, natural because. It, Yes, they are, they are creative people. They, they are not always, even if they are technology friendly, because they use a lot of complicated software. It's uh, it's not like when you work in a startup where you are always looking for the mm. the tools that make you uh, the most productive as possible. They yeah. they are more uh, focused on the tools that will help them to to create <laughs> the the most beautiful <laughs> picture as possible. And. Uh, it's a little bit sad for us because if they are better organized, they are, they are in a much better shape to, uh, to 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 make beautiful pictures. But it's uh, it's not uh, immediate like uh, if you have a new rendering engine or a new uh, drawing uh, pencil tool. So so we have to uh, convince them that uh, that it's a big change, and uh, that's why uh, it's it's easier when you meet people at at events to convince them. Another aspect of our tools is it's like it, it really enables remote collaborations for directors because uh, they have a lot uh, when you do a, an animation movie you have a lot of of pictures to uh, to create and to and you have to make uh, validate every every pictures everything that is uh, displayed in the during the the movie and for that having a, a, a software that organizes properly everything and that allows uh, to the director to easily access to all these videos and all these pictures it's really a, it's really a big change for them because uh, the director can really uh, validate and or, or annotate everything uh, he sees and they are sure that the, the information is properly uh, dispatched after that. that and the, the new thing is that for them, that they can uh, have a, a director who is not in the studio and who can, can uh, still work with them and even more efficiently than before. So yes, it's, wow. this is uh, the thing that we push now because we, we understood that for them, it's uh, more re relevant finally than the methodologies uh, than the the collaboration aspect the fact that the director can really uh, can can make very precise validations from anywhere is really has a huge impact it's it's even more important because uh, most of the times uh, the director is on the client side on the producer side and the and the the studio who makes the movie is operating with them but they are not always they are rarely in the same place so it was very complicated for them to 
to send pictures and to collect feedback. And now uh, with uh, our product, it's uh, with CGYR Kitsue, they can uh, they can they can do that much more efficiently. And in uh, and during the COVID crisis, it's even more important because everyone is pitted and and it's easier for reviewing and and for dispatching the the feedback. Well, thanks for sharing your experience and your insight on the process and the product. That shows to me how there are products like yours where the end user is not actively searching for this type of solution because they are maybe focusing on other parts of their work or maybe they could be looking for tools, but they don't expect that this one will make a meaningful impact. So it's like having a cure, but you don't know the name of that cure, or <laughs> you're not even sure that this is your problem, right? It's like if, if you're feeling a stomach, if you're feeling stomach ache and you don't know how to solve it, but you're feeling it, and then if someone tells you the name, then you can move forward, but you just don't know what name it is. And all you know is that your stomach is aching. So there's a lot of kind of education involved. And that is why I see that you've been thriving with mm -hmm. offline events. You show up, you get in front of people, everyone attending the event will be your target audience. And then you get to demo and then you get to have a conversation. Whereas now, the, those events are not around anymore. Maybe there's going to be more of those online events, but networking in this new environment will be wildly different. Are you going to be in a big uh, chat room? And then how do you poke someone to, to talk to them? It's not like there's a lunch break where you can trade business cards or you can put up a booth to have that conversation and a demo. So it requires very different skills and a very different mindset. And just a quick insight that, that I wanted to share for consideration is to talk about the topics that your audience tends to engage with. There are some particular keywords that catch their attention. Maybe it's the rendering engine or whatever it might be. And then in that same conversation, at the end of that, you're going to introduce products or, or workflows related to Kitsu and then uh, basically catch their attention with something that they're already looking for. And then in the end, introduce something that they did not expect. Like, hey, my tummy is aching. And then in the end, after they Google, um, how do you cure tummy ache? You introduce the name of the medicine. Oh, it's okay. That's a good idea. Yeah, we should. In some way, we may we already make this, but uh, yes, maybe something to to think uh, to think about more. Yeah, definitely, we can uh, catch up them with with something they they already know, and then uh, introduce them to to what we do. Yeah, it's definitely a a great way to to see things. Yeah. Yeah, excellent stuff. That that's the reason why outreaches or such other keywords that don't necessarily relate with your product is the sort of uh, way to put your foot in the door because it's all about that introduction. And then once you have their attention, you can get them down the funnel. But basically circling back to the theme of remote work, I reckon a big focus here is number one, how do you thrive while collaborating with your teammates remotely? Number two, can your offering 
remain available, remain sustainable during this time. We don't know how long this season is going to be. And even after that, where we enter a new long-term normal for the next three years or five years or whatever it might be. And other than those, it, there's this also a conversation regarding how we sell. And we engage now with buyers who assess uh, expenditures and qualify them. Hey, is this an, ex an essential product? right? Because everyone might be tightening up their budgets. And then if we introduce something and then they don't quite understand it, we have to justify why our work makes a meaningful difference, even if they did not originally expect it. So this, these are some challenges in terms of this um, whole remote work shift and how we are entering a new world. Frank, I, I wanted to ask uh, a little bit more about how your team is adjusting to this. Right now, I understand everyone is working remotely. And in a general sense, it's been smooth on a work collaboration level, except everyone is now, of course, in a personal level, staying home. But other than that, the communication stays the same. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh... Now at CGYR, we are a small team and we are four, but yeah, everything went smoothly. At the beginning, uh, we were even making some fun of this by saying, oh, finally, you know, there was this meme on the internet uh, when you discover that quarantine uh, is your uh, normal uh, way, way of life or something <laughs> like this. So we make fun of that, say, oh, we didn't notice much change. But uh, yeah, the... the no, for I, I'm just thinking if we change something, but uh, no, we didn't change much. Uh, we just took uh, took maybe sometimes a little bit longer, uh, a little bit more because uh, you know of the there is uh, during the day you don't see uh, people like before. So, but, but is this no, on a personal uh, level when you talk to them more? Is is that uh, like uh, as peers or as friends? Sometimes, yeah, we maybe we, we talk more about about our incertitudes, uh, about the future, or stuff like that. But it's more, yeah. but yeah, we are, yeah, it's we still keep a professional professional relation. But yeah, no, it didn't change much for us. It was like uh, we were already ready to to switch to, to this. Natural. <laughs> Even natural if it was, <laughs> it was not, uh, it was unexpected. But just, uh, I would like just to, to come back to the previous topic for a few seconds. Another thing I just figured out when you were talking is that uh, at events you have instant introductions. This is a, a big difference for us because uh, mm. for, when you do a B two B software, the in some way, your best seller are your own customers. And at events, it's very easy for them to say, oh, okay, they catch one of their friends and say, oh, okay, uh, just uh, there is this super product, you should talk with them. And, and it really makes things easier. And something that m might change uh, in the future is that maybe we will see some new tools uh, in the, that, that allows to make uh, introductions easier, uh, make in online introductions easier or something like this, yeah. because it's definitely something good when you are at uh, wheel events. So, yeah. That's a great point. In a physical space, it's easy to sort of drag your friend, grab them by the arm, and then tell your buddy, hey, hey you, you got to meet Frank. He's a really cool guy. <laughs> but the digital counterpart of that feels maybe a little more intrusive and a little more uncomfortable for some. Yes, you can send an email, but maybe we're not just used to that yet. 
And I think this is a combination of tools, workflows, mindsets, and culture where folks can be more comfortable in sending an intro email or setting up, hey, you go on a video a video chat date on a business level or even on a personal level or whatever it might be. The point is we are not quite used to making introductions or approaching people in a digital setting versus if it's lunchtime at a conference or grabbing, grabbing a friend uh, while going around an expo. In the digital manner, it feels more cold and maybe more more overwhelming, less comfortable to knock on someone's doors totally unexpectedly. They get maybe an email or a message on Telegram or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I wanted to uh, switch gears and let you share with us what is one thing that you feel strongly about that most people don't appreciate well enough? Maybe they don't understand it or maybe it lacks emphasis or clarity. About what? Uh, sorry, I didn't get. Uh... It can be about remote work. What is one uh, ah. maybe underrated uh, thing? Uh, yeah. yeah, what I notice, uh, maybe I'm a little bit too ext- extreme in my remote <laughs> way, my way of doing a remote. But what I notice is that pe- when people switch to remote, especially when it's forced like now, they tend to want to reproduce the normal workspace, the the physical workspace, and. When you do remote, people uh, like to, they don't like to be much, to have much interruptions or to, to be to have to make like webcam, to put their webcam all the time. They don't like to, to organize events just to, to, enfin, to organize a web chat, just to have fun uh, together, mm-hmm. like having a coffee break, online coffee break or stuff like that. From my experience, when you work remotely, the best is to, uh, to set up rituals where you say every day we met at uh, this hour just to make our stand-up meeting like, or you can do, I can say uh, at the end of the week, we we talk during two hours to uh, to tell what we do, what we did and uh, what we are going to do. But aside of these pre-planned events, it's, uh, it's almost useless to try to reach people. You can do one-to-one meeting because it's always useful when you collaborate with someone, but it's not for me it's not useful to to organize more than this uh, than the the pre-planned than, than the rituals or the pre-planned events and yeah that that's uh, the thing that's uh, sometimes that bothers me but because yeah. i every see every time i see an organization that, that is trying to mimic uh, the physical space too much i'm just thinking that they do wrong and they are just pissing off their whole team and and yeah but it's it's new for most of them and they will probably change but yeah this is the things when you do remote let people you have to trust you have to trust your people don't look don't try to put webcams and and see them all the day or, or stuff like that just trust them and make sure they are uh, accountable. I think the, this is the most important, most important thing, is to make them accountable. Because once uh, they are accountable, they they will uh, they will be productive by themselves, and they will enjoy it because they will uh, manage their own organization. And and in the end, uh, you will save time for you because you will, you will not have to watch them or organize. Uh, uh, online coffee breaks or stuff like that and and it will be uh, easier for everyone to me uh, remote is better for it gives 
because sometimes people say to me uh, yeah but we have to make it human and very human friendly you it has to be very friendly and the thing is that you have to accept when you work remotely is that uh, the, the the friendliness happens uh, outside happens more outside of the work <laughs> this is where mm. uh, this is where the, the humanity uh, so in some way uh, uh, is uh, happening and less uh, at work. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, different. Uh, yes, you you cannot uh, grab a beer uh, or you can do some kind of online online beer events. But uh, you you it's, it's something to accept that uh, okay maybe the workspace uh, is a little bit more friendly. But outside of the workspace, it's more friendly for people. So just make them accountable, trust them, and everything will run smoothly and drink so now nine years i, I do uh, i do remote and this uh, approach uh, works really really well and what is uh, interesting too is that if people uh, appreciate each other they will uh, talk uh, to each other outside of the outside of the the, the work t- working time and they will become uh, great friends too uh, like uh, if they were in the same uh, physical workspace so uh, we even uh, and how in my previous venture uh, there was even a, a couple uh, that a guy and a girl uh, get together and they now live together and initially they they meet online uh, so <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> of course uh, they meet uh, at some physical events after that but because we organized meetups and stuff like that. But the fact that we were working, that the, the workspace, the online workspace was was kind of minimalistic, it didn't prevent them to meet. This is what I, I mean. That's a great point, Frank. Basically, uh, if I was uh, to to share in my, my my own understanding of what uh, of what you just shared, it's about asynchronous work, letting each individual do heads down focused work, do their own thing, and then we know that there are pre-planned meetings, uh, recurring uh, weekly or daily check-ins, or um, agile project management ceremonies. All of those conversations are more than enough to, uh, to, to check in between team members. And the idea is to avoid unexpected interruptions so people can focus and if you want some social contact you can plan that as well you don't have to mix it within your work day you can be friendly with your co-workers you can uh, develop your social life outside of work but you don't have to mix your productive time with interrupting people all day long just because you're trying to connect and kind of whenever something pops up we might send an instant message or invite for a video call even if our thoughts are still not complete and we're not ready and and if you just thought about that question a little bit more and then send it later or tomorrow then there was no need for that interruption was that a fair uh, kind of interpretation yeah, yes, it's a great interpretation. It's a very well said. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good, good uh, d- description of uh, of what I try to <laughs> to explain. Yeah, thank you. Excellent, Frank. This has been a great conversation. Where can our audience learn about you and your work? 
So the, the best thing to follow us is, is probably Twitter. I would say twitter.com slash cgwirenews. This is our account. Of course, you can, you can visit our website cg-wire.com. And you have uh, our Medium. Medium is our, uh, on Medium, we have our blog. So medium, uh, medium.com slash cgwire. I think, and about me, you can follow, but I'm not very active uh, right now, but you can follow my blog post on uh, blog.addictedtointer.net. So uh, yes, blog.addictedtointer.net. And yeah, that's, that's the way to follow us. And yeah, I really appreciate this conversation, Alan. Thank you a lot too. I even learned some, some good ideas to talk to a potential customer. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming or prior episodes. This show is presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com.